Welcome to the Why Weight Elevate podcast, where we share key information to help you lose weight the right way and then transition to a lifestyle that helps you keep it off. Our hosts are experts in obesity medicine and have collectively treated thousands of patients for obesity and are here to help you on your own journey. All four of us are busy parents, so we totally understand what it's like to try and live healthy while also trying to stay on top of the busy demands in our life. Thanks for taking time in your busy day to join us. As some of our hosts have medical licenses, we have a legal disclaimer to share with you. Here it is. Please note that our podcast is not intended to, and shouldn't be considered, a substitute for professional medical advice from a doctor or other qualified healthcare professional. You should always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare professional with questions you may have regarding your medical condition. You should not rely on this podcast for medical diagnosis or treatment, and you should never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of our content. Hello, everybody. This is Quincy with YWay Elevate Podcast. I'm here with Ron, Cheryl, and Kelsey. Today, we, well, a few, let's take a step back. A little while ago, we did a podcast on insulin resistance, what it is, how do you know if you have it, all the many, many ways it'll manifest in our bodies. And so we thought it'd be helpful to kind of do a quick, I don't know, it's going to be quick today, <laughs> but a review of what are some of the main strategies you can follow to be able to actually take control of your insulin levels for those people who are insulin resistance to be able to get in a better spot. So first, I want to do a quick 30-second um, highlight of what is insulin resistance. Who wants it? I'll take it. Okay. I'm going to water this down quite a bit because we're taking a really, really complex process, and I'm going to okay. make it really simple. So insulin is a hormone that's in your body, and hormones like to tell, they're like the bossy pants of the body. They like to tell other parts what to do. Um, and so one of the main parts of insulin, what it's doing is it helps the sugar and the insulin communicate better so that we can get sugar moved into the cell, use it for energy, and then we move on. Well, what happens is that insulin, sometimes either your body produces too much or your cells become resistant to the insulin. And I really like Jason Fung. He wrote a book called The Obesity Code, mm -hmm. um, The Diabetes Code, and we can reference that in the notes today. Um, but his analogy is it's like you're getting on to the freeway during rush hour traffic. Well, during this time, there's more and more cars coming on, and the, the, the traffic backs up more and more and more and takes forever to clear. And then naturally, over time, as less cars get onto the freeway, the, clear, the, the freeway clears up, and then it moves along. Your body is like that also. The more sugar that you put into your body, the more that insulin gets backed up and it makes it harder for it to process. So sugar is the culprit. Cool. And insulin is just trying to do its job. But sometimes it struggles. It does. Okay, perfect. Uh, thank you. That's a great summary. Thank you. So now let's talk about the main areas. Let's talk about traditional areas that people will typically focus on to be able to get their insulin under control. Or, I mean, maybe they're not even thinking, oh, I've got to get my insulin under control, but they're trying to lose weight and maybe other ways as well that they need to be able to focus on. Yeah. Well, let me continue on and say insulin also tells your body to hang on to all of the fat. Okay. So it regulates how, how quickly or easily it is for your body to get rid of fat. And if it's not working, if it's gone rogue and it's causing havoc, then your body's hanging on all the fat, which makes it super, super easy to pack on the weight and even more difficult to take it off. That's good. Yeah. So we really want to get that insulin under control. We really do. And, and I think the number one way we do that is the intake of sugar into our body. Okay. In any form. So to me, the natural segue next is to reduce the sugar coming into our body. Right. Okay. okay. I would also say not just sugar, any of the, the highly refined processed foods. Okay. Okay. So first of all, one of the areas that we can really focus on is reducing the sugar in our life, highly processed foods. 
what we're saying here is that diet. Diet is one of the one big area to be able to get your insulin under control. And then Dr. Rigby is wanting to say something. So keeping in mind all foods that break into sugar, which are carbohydrates, be complex, simple carbohydrates, yes. Getting rid of the processed stuff is first. Try to get back off on that. But if that's not enough, other consider other foods. And that can be fruits and vegetables. I'm not saying they're bad, but it's still in some people can still bump up your insulin quite a bit. So we have to be leery of it. And I would say, so when we're talking about processed sugary foods, what we're talking about, those simple carbohydrates are bread, rice, pasta, cereal, crackers, the things that are boxed and packaged. Donuts. Those are the things. Do, yes. <laughs> Who wants a donut? <laughs> those are the things that it is easy to, to take off yes. the shelf right now. So think of the processed foods first. Okay. Anything, if you walk into your grocery store, Everything sent in the center part of the grocery store, odds are that's probably a processed carbohydrate and try to eliminate it. Okay. So and the refined, it. I'm going to jump in and talk a little bit more about this refined carbohydrates. Um, that's when they, anything white, if you see white rice, white bread, um, those pastries, those things in those packages, that has been stripped of the bran and the fiber. So that's why absorbs quickly in our body and spikes the insulin a little bit higher than a whole grain food would do. Yes. Um, and then another thing I want to mention is that some people think, um, or some health people online like to say, well, I only have unrefined sugar, um, or I only eat honey or maple syrup or whatnot. Our bodies are not going to distinguish between that sugar is still going to break down. So if you don't have the fiber or the fat or the protein to help slow that the glycemic index it's going to still be high. Um, and the glycemic index is that index looking at how your body, um, kind of the reaction of that carbohydrate, how it's going to um, increase your insulin and glucose spike. So get rid of so the process. So we want lower glycemic index foods. So, so you're saying not only just regular sugars, but even like natural or healthy sugars. We still yes. want to be aware. Like of. coconut in- sugar. People think coconut sugar is... Um, and there's different aspects to have those, um, but in the same sense, it's still going to spike your insulin. And I, I think everybody's a little bit different, and we need to look at this like a spectrum. Yes. Some people are very, yeah, very true. resistant, and some are not quite as resistant. So somebody might be able to tolerate uh, honey and those some of those natural sugars, where somebody else, if they even think about it, they're going to gain weight. Okay. So something to be aware of and mm-hmm. kind of listen to your own body yeah. cues. Yes. So we talked a little about diet. Anything else on diet you want to talk about before talking about the other ways that we can control our insulin? Just a, uh, I don't even know what the right word is. We're, we're planning another podcast on talking more specific about the diet. Okay, perfect. So just generally, that's the idea. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some other ways mm-hmm. that people can get in control of their insulin? Exercise will definitely help, exa- especially resistance. So strength training or the bigger moving the bigger muscles and working on trying to improve that because activity in and of itself can help absorb some of the the glucose that's in your bloodstream. Even though the insulin resistance is there, it can help start counter or uh, fixing some of that problem. It's not going to fix it rapidly, but it can definitely speed up the process. Okay. Sleep is another one. Okay. When you're not getting enough sleep, your body goes into this fight or flight mode and it re- re- produces all of these other hormones like cortisol and ECTH and it messes with the insulin also and it'll make it really hard to lose weight. 
Okay, I was like, I've seen a study that said um, one just one night of sleep deprivation can increase insulin resistance um, by up to 33%. Yes. And I think that gets worse as we get older. I think those, you know, when we were in our yeah. teens and early 20s, we could miss a night here and there and be okay. When you hit your 40s, 50s, forget about it. So like when I'd stay up all night in college, mm -hmm. working on that paper that I put, <laughs> put off for months. <laughs> or during residency, being on call every third night. Yeah. No wonder doctors have a lot of weight issues. Or residency is not good for them. So sleep, diet, exercise, any other way places. Stress management. Oh, okay. And everyone kind of poo-poos this one and is like, man, I know how to do it. But we don't. As a society, we're overworked, over-caffeinated, underslept. And that causes problems in the body. You're going to feel it. Okay. But part of it is we also make stress out to always bad. There's not. There's way I look at it, at least I came across some research looking at it like it this way. There's distress. So everything we just talked about, you dread it. You've got a work project or the kids are keeping me up all night. Things I don't like, I dread it. I almost makes things worse. But if you've got a new project at work or working on something you're really excited about, you got all these thoughts rolling through your head. It's like, oh, I could do this and this and this, and I can't wait to get to work to do this, or I'm working on this project, or I'm working on doing something that I'm excited about. That's you stress. So focus on trying to get rid of the distress part and focus on that you stress or things that make you feel gooder and better and excited about doing something. Cool. Yeah, and I mentioned this in the last podcast, but mindfulness, meditation, yoga, these three methods have been proven to decrease stress. So what yeah, happens- You're reading my mind. Oh, yeah. Mindfulness. <laughs> bring up my you can continue on. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Mindfulness is, is crucial, not only to help decrease the stress, but overall, um, just paying attention to your body, what your body needs um, is really helpful and balancing all of those hormones going on in your body and those chemical reactions. Hormones are fun because there's there's like over 50 of them and they all have to play in this really fine-tuned orchestra. And if even one plays out of tune, it kind of has this trickling effect and messes with everything else. Mm -hmm. So we have to get it to shift back so it's all playing nicely together. And when it comes to weight, a lot of times that one out of control or the biggest one is insulin. Uh -huh. Okay. So we talked about diet, exercise, sleep, stress management be either via mindfulness or yoga so one way to implement mindfulness into your day today is before you start eating anything drinking anything close your eyes take three deep breaths perfect i love and it that it brings you back to the moment quick easy practical thing you can apply right now love yes. it yes and do it we should all do it Thanks for joining us on the Why Wait Elevate podcast. We want to hear what you think about this episode and encourage you to continue the discussion in our Facebook group. The name of the group is Community of People Elevating Their Mind and Body to Lose Weight. Or you can search for our Facebook page, Why Wait Elevate, and our group is linked on that page. Also, if you found this episode to be helpful, can you share it with your friends that you think would appreciate listening to it? And if you found our podcast to be helpful, we would love it if you could leave us a review. It really helps others hear about this podcast, and we really want to help as many people as we can. Thank you.